Hello, welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. We typically take a break in August from new episodes. I am breaking tradition and sharing this all new episode with Megan and Luke. As you may remember, we have spoken with these two every year throughout high school. A special shout out to Megan's dad who sparked this idea back in the day. Today we hear from Megan and Luke about their senior year and we reflect on the past four years and the advice they gave along the way. We even have some old clips from previous episodes. Every high school student and their parents should listen to this episode. You won't be disappointed. We cover how they felt during the pressure of the college application process, what they wish they had done in high school, the importance of relationships with their teachers, difficult decisions with respect to picking a college, and how they feel about leaving their friends group and leaving home behind, and so much more. No doubt you will enjoy this episode. Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. I have Megan and Luke with me for their final interview. We've had them here every year. You were actually like one of our first episodes, I think, like maybe our second or third episode. I think it was the third episode. When we started the podcast. So a huge thank you again to you both for doing this and for being here and to talk about your senior year and talk about where you're headed. And then we're also going to do a little bit of a look back. Uh, <laughs> and play you all some some previous clips, which I think will be kind of fun. Um, and then talk a little bit about, um, you know, just after going through this year, what can people expect? Like you're fresh sort of off, off your senior year, and I think probably have some great advice and counsel for people as they're going into their senior year or those that are even, you know, more junior in high school in terms of their either freshman or sophomore year and how they might benefit from your experience. So, Megan, let's start with you. Tell us where you're headed and what you're going to study. Uh, so I'm going to George Mason University, and I'm planning on majoring in global affairs. Which is amazing. They have, like, a really strong global affairs program, right? It's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of international work, right, with where you'll get to hopefully do some sort of semester abroad. Yeah, I'm actually doing that. For sure? Year. Yeah. You're doing it this year? Yeah, second semester. Ooh, where are you going? South Korea. Oh my gosh. And you spent time, you already spent time in Korea, like growing up? Uh, Japan. Japan. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. So are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited, but nervous because I'm like, I hope I have friends that are also going there. Have you not quite sure yet if, if like if, if anyone's head there or it might be all new people for you? So I know that there's a class, it's, it's like a required class to like do a study abroad so like everyone that's going with you will also be in that class but I'm just like what if I don't make friends in that class oh you mean for the trip abroad you're saying yeah oh yeah 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 well the cool thing is with that like presumably like those are people that have like interests to yours right and so you'll probably connect with people that that you have similar interests to that Mm -hmm. that'll happen maybe a little bit more quickly than than otherwise that's so congratulations what about you sir where are you headed I am going to JMU and I'm going to study finance management. Yeah. And are you excited? Obviously, I'm very excited. <laughs> very excited. All right. So tell me um, what you're most excited about when you think about going into school next year, like going to college, kind of the ending this chapter, going to the next one. I think the big thing is meeting new people. I've been with the same people the last six years of my life. So I'm really excited to go out there, uh, meet new people. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the main thing. More, more, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then what about you? What are you most excited about in terms of kind of this next chapter? Uh, I kind of agree, like just meeting new people and seeing like what I actually want to do with my life and like, yeah. making those first steps. See if it, because there's what you think you want to do, right? And then, and then it's like, is that really going to connect in mm-hmm. the way that you think it will or might it change, right? Cause yeah. four years is a long time and it gives you, it's a big part of your development in terms of how you, you might change. You might change your mind, things you're exposed to. And then, yeah, I was going to say, another thing is uh, developing into an adult, like being your own self. It's really your first time away from home and learning how to be a real adult and how to function in the real world, kind of. Being more independent. Mm -hmm. 
What are you most, I should have mentioned, sorry, we have a little, our, our mascot with us today. We don't know if she'll stay for the whole interview, <laughs> but Moosey's here. Um, what are you most nervous about when you think about next year? Like, I, what are your fears and anxieties? Uh, being able to space out in, like, my, my time, because the schedule's obviously really different. Uh, for my schedule, we just, we just figured out our schedules a few days ago, and I have a morning class and then an afternoon class. I have a lot of time in between, so... It's going to be interesting how I use that time, and I'm really going to try and uh, emphasize, you know, academics in my first year. So being able to space out your time and use it wisely is important because there's also so many other things you can do at college. So a lot of distractions, right? A lot of opportunity to like do lots of fun things, right? Where you right. maybe didn't have access to before, and then you had a lot of free time. So it's like the perfect cocktail. <laughs> um, what about you when you think about your own? Kind of when you think about next year and, and any sort of fear and anxiety or, you know, what kind of stresses you out about that that uh, step? I'm mostly afraid of, like, the coursework, I guess, because I don't know, like, I don't have any reference for, like, what a college class is. Because, like, I've taken APs, but it's not the same. So yeah. it's like, will I be able to, like, keep up the, like, momentum throughout yeah. the year? Yeah. Like, you kind of have known, even through, like, junior high or middle school like the same school system right so you kind of knew what to expect or even in high school and now it's like a brand new system yeah that you have to figure out in terms of how you're going to do um what is it that um your cousin told you about first year at school this this might be helpful to megan just as you you know when he was talking about kind of transitioning from centerville to college he said the first year was probably his easiest year because it's basically all gen eds uh, it's it's almost equivalent, maybe a little bit more difficult than your senior year classes. That's what he told me. Yeah. I mean, I think for both of you, you both took a pretty like hefty course load this senior year, right? And so in some respects, you probably are a little bit better positioned just given that um, like you've taken some of those more advanced classes where you have a little bit more autonomy and have to kind of figure it out for yourself, for sure. Um, all right. Very good. So. Um, let's talk a little bit about kind of some years in review. (laughs) Okay. So we'll see if this technology works. Missy has spent some time pulling together some fun little excerpts. And, um, I think the first one is you, Luke, right? right? And it's talking about, um, your, you're talking about, oh yeah, you're talking about how this, this, so you said this freshman year about parents and being helpful or not being helpful. Okay. They just jump right to conclusions and they start, like, they're right on top of you. What is this? Why are you doing this? Like, maybe, like, go into a little easier and be like, is is this missing? If not, can you go talk to her? And then if you need help on it, I'm there for you. Just being a little bit maybe more supportive in a way instead of jumping right to conclusions. Do you remember saying that? Yeah, slightly. <laughs> you do? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. What do you, uh, what's, what do you notice about that clip? Yeah, my voice is really I know, high. right? Your voice, I could totally notice that. But what about the actual advice, right? Where parents, I think I think the context of that you were saying is that sometimes in that year, if you were struggling in a class or there was, you know, you were flirting with maybe lower grades, like I was all, mm-hmm. or we were in your business, right? Pretty aggressively. And I think you were saying to like give you some space. So is that hold true? Or, or, or when you th- when you listen to that, what do you think? Well, when I look back my freshman year, I think I was still maturing and, you know, school was, school was difficult for me. Um, so I definitely needed you to be on me. So I, I kind of disagree with it because you, you need someone, especially when you can't do it yourself, you need your parents to, you know, help be on your case and, um, you know, move your grades along, get them higher. Because as I look back at, at like, my freshman year, I ended with a 3-3. And it really affected my, my final GPA just that one year. So I think an adult being on your case about your grades is, is important. Um, I also, I do like how I said it, you, the parents need to be understanding though. Because if you're just going to yell at me and yell at me and yell at me, why would I want to listen to you? You know what I mean? Um, like I get it, you want my grades to be up, but maybe, you know, figure out certain ways to appeal to them, um, make them work harder. I'm not saying like money, don't like bribe them, but, um, <laughs> but just that's like a... supportive ways to, you know, try and get their any... morale up and, you know, push them to get better grades, be motivated. Any uh, ideas on how to do that? Oh, man. 
It's hard, right? It, it's really hard. Um, the best thing I would say is just long term, like really emphasizing how important it is to start early with the easy classes, um, so that when it gets to the harder classes, you kind of have that cushion of all A's in your easier classes. Right. So putting it in perspective, I know it's really hard for a selfish little freshman to understand that. Uh, <laughs> me being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the long term thing really puts things into perspective for a certain student. Yeah. That's, I love that. All right, Megan, are you ready for your look back, your reflective sure. moment? <laughs> it's mostly myself, but it's definitely like my friends have a lot of, there's like a lot of competition in my like groups I hang out with that everyone wants to like beat each other's scores. And, but it's like in a friendly way, like we're like, oh, you can, you can do better and you can like get this down and I can help you if you need help. And like my parents, like they stress I think the last clip, that part of that clip was that your parents are also sort of stressing the importance mm -hmm. of grades and, and scores and those kind of things. So what do you think about that, listening back, what do you hear? Uh, yeah, it's also weird. I don't think my voice has changed, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your voice sounds about the same, yeah. I think. But, um, like, with my friend group, I still have the same friend group. I don't think any of that has changed. And I think, like, throughout high school, we still kind of had the same, like, mentality of, like, we can help each other do better and like it was I feel like we started to like compete less like we didn't care as much like definitely by this year we were like we were just like comparing like look I have a D in this class no, none of us had no D's, I know what you mean yeah like, like oh how the mighty have fallen right yeah. like when you're mm -hmm. trying so hard and then you kind of finally get to the end of the road yeah. and you're pretty fatigued and yeah. it's like um you know one of the things I was going to tell you both as I was listening back to these episodes um you know, we talked a lot about eighth grade because you talked about eighth grade going into ninth grade and you both, which I forgot, talked about how much you really did not like eighth grade and how how ninth grade was almost a welcome change and that like just the way, even from a teacher perspective and even socially, like that idea of like people being like more harshly critical, like what did you get and what did you do versus like, let me help you out. And would you say, like you said, your friend group, like there was that healthy competition, but ultimately, like I think you made said friendly, right? So was that was that did that stay the course throughout school for you? I know you've had this very tight friend group throughout. Um, is that is that did that hold true? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and then in a way that it like pushed you to do more, didn't necessarily make you feel bad about yourself, or is it both? Uh, I feel like it really just pushed me to yeah. do, like, better. Because, like, we were all kind of on the same, like, grade level. So, like, we... Uh, I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> but You yeah. would get fairly, like, similar marks, if yeah. you will, like, in terms of, like, tests and, and work. And yeah, and, like, like if, like, one of us... Like, I was really good at, like, history and government, and then, like, some of my friends were really good at math. So, like, I would help them with government, and they would help me with math. Yeah. So, like, we'd, like, switch off. Yeah. I think that's so great, and one of the things that I think is so important, which I think happened as a result of the pandemic and has continued, you, you, may, you might disagree, but there was a lot of collaboration that happened when you all were in online school. There was just more opportunities, I think, to, to talk with each other and say, hey, I'm working on this. And I feel like that is representative of real life, right? When you're in a work environment and you have a job, you're working as a group of people, like normally to, to kind of collaborate to, to an output. And so I feel like that's a much more realistic version than like, hey, you're isolated and you're an individual contributor and just study and then test, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, and I know they have to test your knowledge of this subject matter and there's maybe not a ton of different ways to do that, but I, I like that it seems like you guys are more collaborative and connected. Um, okay, so the, oh yeah, it's perfect. So then the next segment we're gonna talk about, both of you, I think we're gonna play a clip around what you said sophomore <coughs> year about friend groups. And we'll start with Luke first. Well, I don't know because I'm not a junior or senior, but right now I'm thinking, oh, I think there's going to be a core friend group for next year. Yeah. But then that we'll just hang out with probably like from weekend to weekend. But then I think there's going to probably be a bigger group that we hang out for like holidays like right. Halloween or Christmas or Easter, just depending. Like Easter? Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I love the specificity of the holidays. <laughs> so how, what do you think when you hear that? I think it 
pertains to the situation pretty much the same as now. I hang out with three, three or four core guys every day, and then sometimes um, we'll go out and I'll have a bigger group, and then sometimes I'll go out to parties and it'll be an even bigger group. But for the most part, on a day-to-day basis, I'll hang out with three or four people. It's like your tight. Your it's like my really tight group. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you found those. You found that group at the at that end of end your of sophomore, sophomore year, year yeah. right? And yeah. I think. Um, that's a really important note for people that are freshmen or even, you know, kind of sophomores and still not finding that right. Like you have the benefit of this core group that you've had for so long and it, it maintained, right. And you had that, but I think for you, you waited a long time to find those people. And, and like, when I say that, I think like sixth, probably through that. Yeah, I would say sixth, about right? six, six sixth through ninth grade, I was bouncing around really didn't have a core group or, you know, I mean, I had friends, but definitely not close friends. And I'm definitely very thankful I waited um, for those people because I enjoy them. I love seeing them every day. I never get sick of them. Right. So. And they're the right, like, the other thing I think, um, and you talked about this, which I'm such a big fan of, finding people that stretch you, right? Finding people that push you to be more than you are, right? Versus, like, you could find people that are, kind of bring you down or like you're the top of the food chain <laughs> and I think you know being pushed and being stretched is a good thing right and and not necessarily being top of the food chain because then it's who's making you be better than you are right like and I think you found that in that group of people which is so great and you gave that to them too it's like a all you know multi-directional okay what did Megan say And you still, you still have the same group because I remember last year you said that your you carried your group from middle school, right? So like, yeah, are you still? School. I still have the same core group of friends, but I've definitely expanded. Yeah, because I met a lot of new people at my high school. Yeah. So yeah, I have like different groups of people that I hang out with. So yeah. <laughs> Is that hold true? Relatable is sponsored by TFA Soft Skills, your one-stop shop for workshops, coaching, speaking, and soft skills development. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.tfasoftskills.com for more information. Yeah, I feel like I have like ma- a, like two main groups of friends, like more people that I know from school and like we're super close, and then like other people that I knew from outside of school. Yeah, you had mentioned that too, I think, like that you had started doing some stuff extracurricular, so to speak, or even outside of, like, I know the pandemic kind of messed that up, but were you either through work or some of the volunteer stuff you were doing, right? Did you find relationships in in some of the stuff you were doing outside of school, or you found both groups within within the school? Uh, So they, my other, like, friend group, they go to the same high school, but we're all in different grades, Ah, so okay. Like, yeah, I met them through other, like, like outside act- things. Activities yeah. and outside things. Okay, cool. And then you're still, like, so you have this core group, right? How do you guys feel about um, leaving, right? Like, so now you have you have this nucleus of people, and I know you said you're both excited to meet new people. Is there any, like, fear about what's going to happen with this group? Like, are, are do you have any concerns that, like, you might lose not lose that's too strong of a word but you know not be as close to these people or you know that these friendships might change um i'm rooming with one of my best friends who's who i talk to every day and then two of the other guys in my group are both going to uva and they're rooming together and then one of them is going to play lacrosse at cnu so i think the two and two uh we we talk pretty much every day so i'm not too worried about it yeah it'll fade a little bit because we're not seeing each other every day but I'm sure when we come home, we'll reconnect and rekindle yeah. the flames. You know. Yeah. What about, how do you feel about it? Because also, like, you have such a tight group, you're also connected. Yeah. How do you feel about moving on and kind of leaving that behind? Yeah. So it's, like, kind of different because we're all going to different colleges that are, like, really far away from each other. So I feel like we'll try to stay in touch, but I know there's going to be some, like, not fallout, but, like, we're not just going to be able to talk every day. Yeah. So it's going to be different, but, like, my sister was a freshman in college last year. She just got out of that. Yeah. And, like, she's found it, like, slightly harder to, like, find time with her friends now. Because, like, when everyone comes back, like, they have, like, jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm more worried about. Like, will we be able to find time when to, like, still hang out? Yeah. 
I will say, you know, one of the things that um, I have, I mean, I'm very intentional about and always have been because I love people <laughs> and I have great relationships with friends and um, I've, along the way, like I've kind of created, I've added, right? So like I had a core group like you both did and then I went to college and I, you know, you add a few more and then you, you have different work experiences, you add a few more. And I think if you're intentional about it, and you try to make time, and you might have to be the conduit, right? Like sometimes there's always usually one person that's better at planning or one person that's better at getting everybody together. And if it's not, then maybe you might have to step into that role if those friendships and relationships are important, right? And I have found like doing that over the years has now, like at this age is, is amazing because I have all these connections and now my connections kids are friends with our kids. You know, it's just a really cool thing, but it definitely takes a little bit of work. It's not as easy as just all being in the same high school and doing the same stuff and, you know, being connected. All right. And then here's the last one. I think senior year, we talked a lot over the years about both social and academic pressure and, and how do you feel about that and what are the things? So I think the first one is Megan and we talk a little bit about, I think, academic pressure. So tell me what, this was last year. previous years especially because like most people are taking a lot of AP classes like I did like the course load was like a little bit more but overall like I don't think it was like that much more homework than you would usually have but I really think the hardest thing was like preparing for like ACTs and SATs like it just added another layer of stress so that was you were talking about your junior year so how did was that a good representation has have your thoughts on that changed at all uh, I feel like it's a pretty good representation. Like, it, I feel like just having the other things you need to worry about, like college stuff that was, like, around the corner that you started to worry about, it was just, like, adding to the school pressure. But it wasn't, like, unmanageable. Yeah. yeah. And I think the SAT piece and ACT, you know, it was still a test-optional year. Mm -hmm. So I know for Luke, he ultimately decided to not stress himself out too much and, like, really pursue the... It was like he took them, and then he was like, I think, given it's test optional, I'm probably just going to go in that direction. For you, did you end up submitting your test scores or not, like, in terms of, because you put a lot, you like, I knew you did some, like, group tutoring and, right, some mm -hmm. other things. So did you end up submitting, or did you end up not? I did submit my test you did. scores, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then there was some, like, return on that yeah. investment. <laughs> so, okay. All right. And then, Luke, I think yours was about um, social pressure. I mean, it's definitely been more accessible, but I haven't had any time. Like, I feel like, you know how they portray in movies are like, yeah, if you don't drink this, you're, you're a baby. It's, it's not like that at all, right? Nobody's bullying you. Nobody's bullying you. It's kind of that thing where it's like, do you want it? No. All right, cool, thanks. More for us anyways. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, if you just speak your opinion, they're not going to care. For everyone listening, it's like, especially at a younger age, it's like, don't think drinking's cool. If you do not want to drink, or if you do not want to do anything else, don't do it. There's there's no point. But I think it's been very easy to stand my ground, especially because I just don't want to do it. I don't have any interest in doing it. But yeah, I mean, peer pressure, not bad at all, but more accessible, definitely. More accessible. I love the baby line. Don't be a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So, so talk a little bit about just... I think the social pressure, if there's any, right? I mean, do you still feel... No, I You st said that last year, too. So Yeah, like, I, I still feel, if, if you don't want to drink, don't drink. Right. I mean, no one's going to force you to. Um, uh, you definitely get... I would say you get more more respected if you don't drink. Um, people are, like, good for you. It's still not forced. Uh, if you're in an area with a bunch of people who are drinking, uh, it might... I've learned that it's... It's difficult for some people to hold their grounds because just uh, they're seeing everyone's having a blast. Or some people are like, these guys look so dumb. Right. Uh, it, it just depends on the person. And um, I think your views have changed a little bit on it. Maybe. So, maybe, yeah. so, so maybe just talk about that a little bit. Like, right, is that that was a personal choice, right? Because you're, you're saying, like, it's not that you necessarily felt pressure. For no, a long yeah. time, you were like, I'm never going to do it, right? Yeah, like, for a long time, I'm never going to do it. And... Uh, then I was like, maybe I'll try it, and then it turned to I'll try it, and I tried right. it, and I enjoyed it. Right. Um, but it's all about, especially, it's about self-control. If you're going to do it, be able to control yourself, because you don't want to 
be that person that gets out of hand. That you don't want to be that person that everyone takes care of, like takes care of, because mm-hmm. um, then it becomes someone else's burden for what your choice was. And um, I've personally have done it before. People have gone too hard, and I've had to take care of them, and I get extremely annoyed. Um, so just be respectful and be mindful of others if you're going to do it. And I would say too, like how much have you noticed, I'm curious just because you're, you know, it's, it's the age and you're around it more or seeing it more. Um, how much, like how many people does their personality actually change? Right. I'm sure there's at least some people, right. Where they're like in, in kind of when you're not in that situation, they act a certain way or their personality type. And then, you know, after they drink or even, you know, can see whatever the, the, the drug scene, right? Like they completely mm-hmm. change or alter. Well, yeah, as you know, drinking and alcohol uh, affects your cognitive thinking. Yeah. So people's, you know, first instinct is what they're going to do. Um, and people who are more, this is what I've seen, people who are more on the shy end just go crazy. They, um, they just, they just go, <laughs> they go crazy. Uh, they don't really know how to act um, in, a, in a social setting. Um, and then you add the opposite gender and people make stupid decisions. But I've also seen people like be destructive, like be like, I've seen angry drunk. It's, it's just not a good look. So I would say, I don't know the, the, the first time you do it, just be careful and make sure you're with people that you, you know, and, um, that will take care of you. Cause if you get out of hand and start getting angry and stuff, it could affect your relationship with people. Maybe you're not so close with. Right. And then it's like that next day, right? Of like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Get away from me. You're you, crazy. Right, right. Mm. I That's such a good point, Luke, about the social it, people that are shy or, um, you know, and I think your dad would not mind me sharing this. Like, he, he was on the shy side or more introverted. And he has said, like, he definitely used alcohol to just be comfortable socially uh, as, a, as a younger person and really wishes, like, he hadn't right like we're not that he hadn't but that you you know why you're using it right if are you using it to be a different person well maybe what's the root cause of maybe how do you how do you become a little bit more comfortable socially without that crutch or the aid and it it can become addicting you know what i mean it's it, it is a drug right so i mean if you see that you become social and that might be your only way of becoming social now you know what i mean Right. So if if that's your only outlet to be social, then it, it's a problem. Right. right. So I think developing your social skills before you start drinking or doing any sort of drugs is very important. I totally agree. Boy, your parents just must be fantastic. They they're, raised they're such right. a <laughs> right. capable young man. No, I'm just kidding. That's all you. That's all you. That's your own. You know, you're you you are someone that I think is very aware and, and thoughtful about these kind of things and I think that's great what about for you has I know you similarly you both like I think in that even as recent as that is junior year you were both you were both kind of like yeah whatever it's not for me has that changed for you at all and would you, you have similar <laughs> I see you smiling uh do you have similar feelings as Luke or are yours a little different um probably pretty similar yeah his opinions but for me anyone who I've ever like drank with they just get really giggly and that's like it yeah so yeah, you I don't, don't see like the change in personality. Yeah. And then again, you have this like nucleus of people, mm. right? That it's like very familiar maybe. But even with that, you can always have some. So, so not, you haven't really seen the sort of underbelly of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, and I think the other thing, just I'll say as sort of a, a parental voice as you're going to college, right? Which is the idea of like always have a buddy, right? So... Like, always have a friend, you know, when you're going out. Like, just some sort of rule that, like, you know, no man left behind, no woman left behind, right? I think that's a big thing of just making you have accountability to each other. Um, It's a nice safety valve, right? Just in cases. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Thank you for doing that. I know that it's not entirely comfortable to listen to previous uh, comments, but I also think it's really cool to hear how your thoughts have changed, right? Or how you've matured or maybe you think about something differently. So I, I appreciate that uh, that little detour. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this last year. And, you know, you both said going into your senior year, um, 
you were looking forward to it. Like you were looking forward to kind of being the, the like ruling the school, right. Of just kind of being in that role and feeling super confident in that. You definitely both had some, some anxiety about how it was all going to work, right. In terms of just the application process. And I think you had even said like, I'm going to try and do some more in the summer. So it's not as stressful during the year. And so just tell me like, maybe Megan, I'll just start with you. Like how, how did that year end up for you in terms of being a senior, the application process, and and maybe we'll just start there, like kind of that piece, and then we'll kind of get into like schools and, and acceptances. But let's start with that, just how it kind of was for you. Uh, overall, I enjoyed senior year. Yeah. I feel like it was like, it was less stressful than I thought it was going to be going in. Really? Yeah. Because like, when like I was doing the applications and things, it was like, it was stressful when I was in it, but like looking back, I was like, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And what about the essay part of it? Like, how did you, did you get any help with your essays? Did you write them in the summer? Tell me about that part of the application. Uh, I think I like started most of them. Like I got a, like a rough draft done in the summer and then I was like just polishing them at the end, like at the beginning of the school year. And then like my neighbor like checked them because he was like, oh, you need someone who's like not familiar with you that much to like read it to oh, like see a, if they can like hear your idea. voice yeah mm-hmm. and then um how many schools did you end up applying to i only applied to five to five yeah okay and we'll talk about that just in terms of how you felt sort of where that landed for you um what about you how would you characterize your senior year and and also just the application process and and was it what you expected yeah, I had, I had a blast this year. This is definitely my favorite year out of the four. Um, and then application, uh, we started, I would say, au- like late August. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super helpful. For the most part, got all my essays done this summer, did all the easy stuff, got it out of the way so I could really focus on academics uh, in the first semester of uh, our senior year because that was really important and stressful. And I think I, if I had the applications as well as working on tests and quizzes and you know, homework, because I had a pretty heavy workload this year, it would have been more stressful. But since I pushed the applications to the summer, it made it a lot easier. And how did you handle the essays? Because they, they say like, oh, the Common App makes it so much easier, but really you end up having to write essays for every school. Like, at least that's what I found with you. So how, how what kind of help did you get with your essays? So my dad uh, helped with like grammar corrections and ideas. Uh, and, you know, he's He's a really good writer, so I, even though he is really close with me, I, I do he's feel still like still an objective critiquer. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he was. Let's. He was not light on the uh, the, edits. the edits. He a lot of red ink, a lot of red ink, a lot of X's. Yeah. Uh, but that really helped me out. Uh, but I also enjoyed writing the essays so much because yeah, because yeah. you could express your opinion, and you know there were a lot of different types of questions for each college, and it really made me think and. Um, I, I do enjoy writing somewhat, so. The other thing I would say, too, and we'll talk a little bit about this, but, I mean, we live in a very, you know, competitive area. We, we know that, right? Like, it's very saturated with really smart, capable people, and so it makes it tough to to maybe get into the school of choice. One of the things that I, because I worked with you a lot through the process, that I think is very, and it's, it's a great entree into, as you start to think about, college and then even going from college to work life which is you had to do an inventory of everything you've done over the last four years right and you put it into this application and so you can see all the ways that you engaged in your life right whether it was through community service or through those the, the classes that you took or sports or and I think it's this great opportunity of reflection to say hey how did I how did I contribute over the last four years and does this make me want to do anything differently in the next chapter or am I like pretty proud of everything that I've accomplished, right? Because that's a, it's a lot to be looking at that and be like, you know what? I actually did a fair amount in the last four years, right? How do, how do you feel about that? Would you, would you say that's kind of a nice exercise to be able to reflect back to everything that you, you were involved in? Yeah, it's pretty cool to see all the programs that I've been involved the last past four years, all the extracurriculars I've done, and even all the classes I've taken, because I took a look at that, because uh, some of my, um, what are they called, uh, electives that mm-hmm. I took, uh, I even put on my, I wrote about on my application. So it's, it's pretty cool to see yeah. all that in, you know, full picture. Yeah, what about you? 
Yeah, it was really, it was, like, neat to, like, look back and see what I had done. It kind of made me wish that I did more, like, leadership roles. Like, that's what I noticed. Like, just mm. in, like, clubs and things. I'm like, oh, I wish I, like, put myself out there more. Like, yeah. I feel like, like, looking forward into the future, I'm like, I really want to try and, like, in, like, a club or something, like, try to take a leadership role on or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk just for a minute. I mean, again, maybe more for our rising seniors, but how how was the actual kind of application process or, or the, the school, I guess, admittance process for you, right? You applied to five. I didn't ask you how many did you apply to? Seven. Seven. And so you don't have to talk very specifically if you don't want to, but just how was your general feeling about that part of it? And was it hard or was it what you expected? Um, and what advice would you give people that are going to go through this process of like, you send out all the applications, you put all your effort into these essays, you've, you've like, you know, accounted for all of your accomplishments and then you're feeling pretty good, right? <laughs> you're like, this is a pretty good record, right? This is a pretty good shot. So tell me about what that's like to kind of receive those acceptances and declines and how that impacts you. We'll start with you, Megan. Uh, I feel like it was just like the waiting period between like sending in your applications and getting the acceptance or like decline thing. It was like, that was the worst, I think. Like actually like just like getting the Not- email or something, it wasn't that bad. I was just like, okay. I just know now, like... Now you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, the waiting was the worst, because I'm like, oh, could I have changed something in the application? Right. Like, yeah. And how did it feel to hear about other people's acceptances versus your own? Or is it... Were you able to be more, like, individually focused? Or, or how does it feel to have everyone around you? I heard. I didn't hear yet. I heard. I got in. I didn't... You know, all mm-hmm. that. How does that feel? I feel like it was just, like, adding on to, like, and not the stress, but just, like, the anticipation, I guess. Like, yeah. Because I just feel like I, all of the, like, letters I got were, like, really late. They, like, weren't, but just felt like that because <laughs> everyone else was, like, oh, I've already heard back from, like, four schools. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, I already, like, they applied to, like, 11. I only applied to five. So, like, right. it makes sense that they've heard back from more. But I feel like that just kind of, like, kind of sucked a little and bit. And you're happy where you're, like, you're, you're really happy about where you're going now and mm-hmm. you feel, like, in terms of the program and everything that you're going to do because you're also doing their honors program right yeah so you're you're feeling excited about that now Mm -hmm. like now that it's all done and you kind of know where you're going you have the path does that feel good yeah I think I made the right choice you did where I went good good if you'd like to advertise with Relatable please email us at info at tfasoftskills.com for more information Let's talk about you. So you applied to seven. Talk about that process for you, kind of the waiting process or, you know, or schools that maybe, again, you don't have to be specific, but was there some heartbreak in there and, you know, how that went for you? I wouldn't say there was any heartbreak. Yeah. I definitely felt when I submitted the application for each school, I put my full effort into it and was honest on my essays and stuff like that. Because I have seen this year that some people who want to go to their dream school have lied on their applications and stuff like that and got in. So I was more of happy that, you know, I made a truthful application and my essay was true. Um, if I had a piece of advice for any juniors that are rising to be seniors and starting their applications, um, it would be that make sure you choose schools that are in your range. Because I have, or, you know, safety schools, schools you think you're going to get into, and then uh, reach schools. So those are the three categories I put. Because I have friends that are extremely smart um, and they would apply to these really, really tough schools. They applied to all these really tough schools and they wouldn't get in and they would be, you know, it's demoralizing. When you don't get into six or seven schools and you apply to eight or nine, only getting into two schools kind of hurts your ego. Mm -hmm. So make sure you apply to the schools that, that you think you are capable of getting into you know obviously having reach schools is fine too but just don't make every school you have a reach school um like i said i went five for seven and i felt pretty good you know the two reach schools that i applied to i didn't get into but i was expecting that you know what i mean mm-hmm. so make sure you apply to schools that you believe you'll get into yes and how how much did you work with like counselor to do that or did you just pick them uh, i didn't work too much with my counselor if i'm gonna be 100 percent honest yeah. i just did a little bit of research on the general basis of what, like, with what grades got into the school, like, what was their SAT, what was their general GPA, 
But also those two things don't fully matter. It's not the whole application. Right. Your essays are very important. They look at those in depth. Uh, we did a whole seminar in school uh, saying how the essays, they really take time and look at them. Mm-hmm. So make sure you put effort into those because yeah. that can be a deciding factor. Yeah. Can we talk just a little bit about, um, if you don't mind, just a, I know you a little bit better, but on the choice, right? So in the end, you've been a Oregon fan your whole life, right? Correct. Since you were five years old. Um, and so we had a great spring break where we got to go see Colorado and Oregon, beautiful schools, and um, really our first college visits because of the whole pandemic. So it was like mm-hmm. our, your first experience really being on campus and seeing these places. Um, you loved Oregon, and I mean, you've, you've like... I don't know that you've always dreamt of going to Oregon for school, but definitely like that affiliation. Then we go. It is an unbelievable place, <laughs> right? It's an amazing place, right? And then you also, um, you know, got into JMU. And right. so you have this really big decision to make. And for, you know, while we were in Oregon, on our way home from Oregon, and probably like the next few weeks, it was Oregon, 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 right? Like we had kind of thinking like that. And you had gotten some merit scholarship money to go to Oregon and they they like wanted you so how did you make that choice or or in the end how do you feel about that choice right is it are you still kind of in the process of getting excited right because you had to let something go maybe talk a little bit about that um first I'd like to say thank you to my uncle because he made a spreadsheet of all the colleges and all what the um uncle rammer uncle rammer uh (laughs) made a spreadsheet of all the money and what it would cost to go to the school, the travel, all the co- like costs combined, and then comparing the three schools, which was Colorado, JMU, and Oregon. And when it came down to the decision between JMU and Oregon, it was definitely cost was a big one. And then the other one was travel. To get to Oregon from where we are now, it was a five-hour direct flight to Portland and a two-hour drive each time. So it would be very difficult to get home for breaks and stuff like that. When it comes to getting excited for JMU, I'm... I'm Excited. You're I, I, I yeah. am excited. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was disappointing because probably Oregon was my top choice. But I, from what I've heard here, JMU is a great school. It's got great networking. It's a, got a great social scene. Um, I'm a huge sports fan. They just moved into a new division, the Sunbelt <laughs> Division. So there's a lot to look forward to at JMU. Yeah. Um, Any chance we might do a walk on there? Absolutely not. <laughs> JMU's boys soccer team is ridiculously good. There's no chance I would do. I'm still holding out a hope. No. Maybe club? Maybe. I don't Maybe. Know. All right. I don't know. I know. I know. Uh, you're finally free of it, actually, right? You can go yeah. and just maybe find it's your new interests. 14, find... 14 years of my life. I know. I know. Um, yeah, maybe just a minute on that, just because I think, you know, there's a lot of people that can relate. Like, you have the sport that's been part of your life for so long. You had a great season. Um, pretty good season. Okay season. Okay season. Um, a little bit of a traumatic ending where you had to miss the last game. Yeah, um, that which was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking, yeah. actually, um, because you were sick. But um, how do you feel about, like, kind of that something being such a part of your life and um, has defined you, right? Like, and your time, too, right? You, yeah. you spent a lot of time in club and just that being a focus. How do you feel about kind of moving away from that? It's definitely going to be a big hole yeah. because it took up a lot of my time. I had practices three times a week, yeah. and then I would have games two times a week for, or I would have games like two games a weekend for club each week. And then when high school came, I would have practice every single day, and I have games two times a week. Right. Um, but I I am doing other physical activity. Uh, I live with the the four yeah. four guys that I'm really close with, so physical activity isn't completely out the window. But I'm going to have to figure out um, a schedule at JMU because that's going to be a lot of time that I need to fill. So other clubs, finding maybe other interests, or taking a year off and realize, how yeah. oh, I really miss this, and then go yeah. back to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I would say, again, like unsolicited, but um, if, if you can, there's so much schools have to offer you, right? That you, there's just so much available to you in terms of resources and things to do and ways to engage. Just take advantage of it, you know, because it's hard to, like, it's going to be, there's so much else, you know, everybody can be distracted by. All right, a couple more questions, and then the, the torture's over. Um, you, I think you both know that I'm super passionate about soft skills, right? And and we talk a lot, or TFA, soft skills, and the workshops that we do with, with teens and with adults even, about 
the power of these skills and how they can help you be successful. So when you think about high school, and we'll start with you, Megan, when you think about high school and you think about the ideas of like communication, both like verbal and nonverbal, collaboration, having to team and work with others, um, you know, being able to influence certain outcomes, right? Whether it's a grade that you're trying to get or you're trying to influence people to do things that you want them to do, right? Those are all the kind of skills that we talk a lot about in the soft skill space. What would you say has been a differentiator for you? Like what is something that you have in that sort of bucket that has helped you to be successful? And would you say if you're a student, you know, maybe develop this one if you don't already have it, right? Because it's been helpful to you. Uh, I think for me, I'm like pretty good at like just talking to someone new. Like if I'm sitting next to someone and I don't know them, Mm -hmm. I'm like completely fine with just starting up a conversation with them. So I feel like that's a, like you should try to do that. Cause even if like you're shy, like I was really shy in middle school and then like I kind of just forced myself to talk to people. So mm-hmm. like I feel like doing that is very helpful because I met a lot of people that I probably would have just like never talked to Yeah. because of that. So going outside of your comfort zone and then just that art of conversation of being able to introduce yourself, ask some open-ended questions and like have that initial conversation with somebody so that you can build a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, right? Mm-hmm. Big. Okay, what about you? Uh, I, I work better collaborative, so with other people. Um, and like meeting people in the class is important for me because maybe I'm struggling on something and they're not. Uh, as she said, mm-hmm. I usually would talk to the, the person next to me. I develop a relationship with them. Or if I have friends in the class, I'd talk with them. Another thing that was really important for me because I was busy with soccer and stuff like that was communicating with my teachers, my current situation. Mm -hmm. So if I needed help, I would go up and I would talk to them. I think that's very important because they're understanding, they understand they're human, that it it can be stressful, especially in the first semester of your senior year, they understand it's stressful and they're gonna do stuff to help you out. Yeah, I think that's huge, right? Just the idea that like your teachers are your friend. They're they're not like that authoritative figure that's just out there, right? Like if you want a relationship with them, if they get to know you, it can be a huge help. All right, now here, the last one would be just, you know, we did this each time we chatted, but now that you have this vantage point of being done with high school, when you look back, you know, what advice do you have, right? Whether it's someone that's just starting or someone that's kind of in the middle of it or just like you has finished, right? What are some of the things that you would effectively tell Luke the freshman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that you think could help him out if he was just about to start this journey again? So I would tell freshman Luke that to focus on his grades his freshman year, as I said, get the easier, make the easier classes easy, get A's in them so you have a cushion. Um, your networking starts now. So all the people that you met in high school, if you keep connections with them, it can serve you for a job opportunity in the future. Um, and then clubs are important. I don't think I participated in enough clubs. Um, just getting involved with the school and stuff like that, I think is really important. And then obviously relationships with teachers, make sure you, uh, are talking to them, expressing how you feel. If the class is difficult, then go get help from them. They're there to help you. Yeah. That's great. Megan, what about you? Uh, I wish that I didn't like stress about grades as much as I did. Cause like I was, that was like my only focus was just like getting a good grade in every class. And it kind of like, I feel like sophomore year and junior year, I was just like dead all the time. So I, was like, I can't do so it. so consumed much. by that. Yeah. yeah. And then also I wish I participated in more clubs and like took on more leadership roles and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. like, I feel like I didn't actually like participate in anything at the high school. Like I could have done more and I don't like, yeah, it's interesting. You both say that. And I think I was the same way. And I wonder, you know, there are the people that do that, like the kind of joiners, right? And what is it that you think prevents people from doing that? I feel like for me, I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm above it all. I don't want to like, <laughs> right. It was just like, I don't want to like, I do think this. that's it's a waste of time. I think that's fair, yeah. right? Like, like, that's for those other kind of people. That's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, I, I kind of felt the same way. Almost like, I hate to say it, but like, those are like, the geeks or the like the people that sort of take advantage or are engaged there's some sort of I don't know like judgment you know Mm. would you say like what prevented you from being a joiner Uh, doing more one sports soccer in the spring I wouldn't be able to go to any of the club stuff because I had practice from 3 30 to 5 most of the club stuff is right after school and then when I 
probably the fall through the winter when I could. I just I was just I just want to go home. I'm so tired of school. Um, that was probably a big preventer for me. I wonder too if if maybe this is helpful. Like if people thought of what interests them. Like think of something that you're actually interested in, and maybe there's something there, right? Like if you know, like you know now that you want to go into finance and you want to be in a business degree. Isn't there like a business club or a business, yeah, right? Like Deca. so, there's something right that maybe taps into, and like you have this like international interest and in like global affairs. There's got to be some sort of like. There's so many opportunities, especially yeah at, at Centerville. They give so many different types of clubs. You really just got to look into it because yeah. not all the clubs are put right in front of your face. Like you have the regular math honor society, science honor society, English honor society, all those uh, specific class like societies. Mm-hmm. But if you really look deeper, there are a lot of different unique clubs that you could join. They give a lot of opportunity. And that exposure to different people, right, to kind of round out your portfolio. The other thing, Luke, I think that you um, did, and I think it's an important one, it's like you had that diversity of like chorus Right, which you did all four years, and that's not entirely easy when you're an athlete. Like you got some grief, I it think, was fine. <laughs> for that, right? But yeah. then, and then you have the athlete stuff, and then you know the school stuff. So like that kind of well-rounded, like having. Yeah, know, I definitely got a lot of different demographics. You got the classic like jock, <laughs> and then yeah, got my friends in chorus, and it's been nice getting to meet a whole different type, like bunch of type yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, like I said, you guys are just, I am so appreciative of you being open and vulnerable and really giving your perspective and showing up every year to do this because it's not entirely easy and you're putting yourself out there. So I really appreciate it. Huge thank you. And I wish you the most success. And who knows, maybe maybe you'll come back sometime. Maybe. Maybe at the end of, of college or something. We'll check in. Does that sound good? Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you again, Megan and Luke. What a joy it has been for me to talk with you over the past four years. I learned something from both of you every time we talked. I love what you said about looking forward to meeting new people, becoming an adult, and how excited you are for the future. Congratulations to both of you and can't wait to see what happens next. A very special thanks to the teachers, coaches, and staff at Centerville High School who had a part in developing Megan and Luke. Thank you to Missy, who's been a part of the TFA soft skills team from the beginning and for all of her help in producing these episodes. Thank you to Hannah for joining the fun and being part of our dream team. Thank you, Relatable Community, as we continue to grow our audience and get feedback that our conversations are important and helpful. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a favorable review, and share episodes with your friends. It helps us to keep the podcast alive. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable. Stay connected.